Welcome to the Tarleton BSM Podcast. Today, we'll be continuing our 402 series, Open Heart Surgery, a look at the attitudes of our heart. We hope you enjoy this message from staff member Becca Johnson. Um, a little dangerous because of how high the hill was. 
Um, but that's okay. Um, and so naturally, when you're excited about something, you want to go tell people about it, right? So we, it does at the end of the day, we're dirty. We come inside and we're like, Mom, guess what? You will not believe what we have been doing today. We tell her about it. We're like, this is the best thing ever. And uh, just like me, Mom, she, she like hits her concerned voice on me. She's like, don't do not stop that. You are going to kill yourselves. And it was, it was, yep, I distinctly remember it. It was, yeah, some, some good, good advice. Not advice, Mom. Um, but as a kid, I was like, this is just what all parents say to ease their conscience. Right? They don't really mean stop. They just feel better after they say it. Um, so what do you know? Next day we go out there, yeah, we do it again. That's right. We go out there and we get our Tom trucks and we get to the hill. After a couple rolls down, um, things start getting wild, right? So my brother, my older brother, he gets he gets on his truck, he gets ready to go down here about halfway down, it starts to get shady and, and he rolls, okay? But as he's rolling down the hill, his finger is stuck between the dumper and the cab of the truck. Okay? Um, he still has a finger. But it was a close call, okay? Needless to say, uh, we, we did not go to Tom Press down no more. Um, but that was not the last time that I didn't listen to my mother. In um, fact, it's something that comes quite naturally to me. Um, it is people out there that are like naturally a little more rebellious or yeah, kind of go against the grain. That's me. I kind of kind of like bug authority a little bit. Um, but even if you didn't struggle with this with your parents, maybe you struggle with this in a different way. Okay. Um, so for example, where are my CJ majors at? Criminal justice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I don't want anybody to get in trouble. Who takes those speed limits like suggestions? Yeah, other people. That's right. Yeah, I, I really am good at going over the speed limit. Uh, and they seem more like suggestions how you get that ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get that ticket. It's like they need business. They need business. Okay, so maybe, maybe, it's, not, maybe it's not speeding. That's not your name. Um, but maybe it's that professor that said on the first day of class that class is mandatory. And you just kind of took it like, oh, so I just have to be there when I want to be there? Mm, yeah. Um, and, then, and then after you drop three letter grades, you remind that you meant business, right? Yeah. Or, okay, so maybe it's not professor, maybe it's your boss, okay? And if your boss told you, maybe, maybe you shouldn't. Um, play on your phone where at work. Don't, don't, don't get on your phone. But what you didn't realize is that you were in the middle of rewatching The Office for the end of time. <laughs> right? He, he surely didn't know about that. Um, but maybe, maybe, um, it, it could be that wise friend that you go to for advice that told you you shouldn't be going out with that person. Um, but you just decided that they didn't know what was best for you. Um, all of these things uh, are funny, uh, but they're not uncommon to us because the reality is that we would be, like to be the highest authority in our lives. We like to be the one that makes the rules, that calls the shots. Um, and, and the reality is, is that 
what happened is sin entered the world, right? So Adam and Eve, after giving this instruction, um, were tempted um, to, to question God's authority. Um, they were asked things like, did he really mean that? Um, no, that's not what he meant. And then maybe they were tempted to put themselves above God, saying that they knew that, that they had the right answers, and that God didn't know what he was talking about. And the reality is that God wanted that for their benefit. And so they said, uh, because of that, the relationship between God and man got really complicated. Because the perfect God did not be a woman in perfect. But that didn't change how much God loved us. Um, and so we see um, that what happens is that he, he puts this beautiful system in place um, of having earthly spiritual authority um, to, help us, to help us draw closer and draw nearer to God. Um, we see this kind of outlined in Romans um, 13, 1 through 2. And we get those things. Um, it says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authorities rebels against what God has instituted. And those who do not, or those who do, will bring judgment on themselves. Um, and so this verse starts out by explaining um, that we need to be subject to governing authorities. And this is a pretty broad description about what authority is. And it's, it's broad for good reason. We have a lot of people that would fit into that authority figure type category. Um, but something that we can see is that this is something God created for our good. Um, it's something that He established and He loves us and it's for our good. And it's something that we can trust. Um, especially um, in regards to spiritual authority, which is what we'll be focusing on today. Um, this is like a pastor or a mentor, a Sunday school teacher or an elder, somebody that you would look up to for advice um, to know how to go closer and trust God more. Um, so uh, it's not because your boss or your professor or someone like that in authority um, doesn't have something wise to say, but instead these are the people that we know and can trust are going to God. Um, for, for your good and for your benefit. So if you are like me, maybe struggle to submit to the authority in, in some way, then you're probably asking why. Um, yes, I get it. This is good. Yes, I get it. God created it. Um, I see that maybe I should submit to these people, but why? Why is this important? Um, and so we're going to look at a story in the first things. So we looked at the beginning. This is in the beginning of the Bible, right? First Kings chapter 12. Um, if you don't have a Bible, or you'll just have a the Bible, you'll just have a Bible. But before we the story, I'm going to give you all a little context because it's important to know what's going on in the Exodus. So the story is really about two characters, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, okay? They sound a lot alike, I might even make stuff at some point. Um, there's grace. Um, but there are two different facts. Okay? Rehoboam is the son of Solomon, who was the wisest king that has been um, on the earth. Right? The wisest man. Right? Really, really good, wise guy. This is his son, heir to the throne. Right? 
Their goal is this other character that gets introduced in the previous chapter, and he's they're chill, like he's cool with Solomon, he's cool with his son, all good. Then some things happen, and Solomon tries to like get after Jeroboam. Jeroboam takes off, right? All right. And we pick up um, after Solomon has died, um, and Jeroboam has been appointed as the new king. And people have come to Jeroboam and they're like, this is what we like for you, from you. These are the things that we'd like to see happen in the kingdom. And so he sends the people away, and he begins to have some conversations with other people. So picking up in verse 6, it says, Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise him to answer these people? He asked. They replied, If today you will be serving to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice of the elders and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? He should, how should we answer the people who say to me, Why can we open the Father with us? The young men who have grown up with him replied, These people have said to you, Your father the enemy of us, but make our little fire. Tell them, My little finger is thick in my father's waist. My father laid on you and had to yield. I will make you the here. My father swore to you with grace. I was going to be So three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Jeroboam as the king had <coughs> come back to me in three days. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy, I will make it even heavier. My father switched you with this, I will switch you with this. Okay, I'm going to stop here. Um, just so that I know we're all on the same page here. Uh, so this king, um, he goes to the elders of the land. These are the people that consulted the wisest man in the world. He even went to someone for advice. Okay? And they tell him, be a just, be a fair, be a kind king, and they will serve you. This kind of and he says, I'm going to talk to you. So he talks to his friends, his buddies, his pals. They probably have their club lists together. Right? <laughs> they were just chums. And he's like, what do you think I should do? And, and they say, be harsh. <coughs> if you're looking for how to get everyone to hate you, this is how you do it. And he looks at the two advice that's given, and he goes with these guys. This is ridiculous. I like read this, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. There's no way. But no, he did. He did. He went with the advice to the young guys. And the more he got, the more it kind of gets like flustered. I get frustrated. Um, but then I think about how I am so quick to do the same. I take the advice that I want to hear over the advice that I need to hear. Um, this probably would have been harder. This was a lot easier. I guess better, I don't know how. I just, but this is what he went with. Um, and I, I am so quick, so quick to do um, 
Um, so why, why submit to the spiritual authority um, so you don't look foolish? Um, this guy um, will be remembered, and we talked about on the stage, um, as, a, as a foolish king. Um, and we'll sit and wonder why he did this. Uh, but it's because he didn't listen to spiritual authority. Uh, this is not the only reason why you should submit. Um, the, the story goes on. So starting in verse 16, it says, When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Messiah's son? In two tenths of Israel, look after your own house, David. So the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the town of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. And Rehoboam but all his gold stones and said, King Rehoboam, however, managed to get, his, get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. And all the Israelites heard that Rehoboam had returned, they sent and called him the assembly and made him king over all Israel. Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the um, so we, we see what's happening here is after um, King Rehoboam makes this super great declaration that now he's going to make all of them miserable, um, they're like, well, forget you. Like, and, and 10 tribes leave. They're like, okay. Um, and so we see that it not only makes you look good, um, but it also separates from the people of God. Because these are the people that God had brought through so much. They had been through the desert. They had been through good kings. They had been through bad kings. They had been through persecution and famine and hardship and all this stuff. And through it all, they remained as a nation, as one. And because of the act of one foolish king, that whole thing crumbled. And it says that they were in rebellion against David to this day. It had lasting effects, and it separated God's people. And I, I can see this happening in my own life. I know when I have the most pride is when the people around me kind of scatter, right? Because who wants to be around the person that knows it all, that doesn't give any help, that doesn't take instruction, that never listens? Those aren't the people that you want to be around. Um, and so I think that um, I think that not listening to spiritual authority not only makes you look like a fool, but it also separates you from God's people. And, and when, when things like that happen, when we're separated from God's people, sin continues to abound, and, and things just go down the really quickly. So we'll pick up back in verse 26, um, and this is after they appointed Jeroboam as the king, um, and he is thinking through some things, trying to figure out how to get these are his thoughts. That uh, says that the kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David, and his people go up to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. After seeking advice, the king made two golden paths. He said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. One who sat in Bethel and the other in Dan. And this thing became a sin. The people didn't worship the one in Bethel and went as far as they could worship the other. 
so you see what happens because of their own foolishness. Um, these people make make their own authority. They make they put this person in charge. Then this person um, is also not seeking wise counsel. Okay, uh, he's he's doing his own thing, um, and he he decides. To save his neck and to also keep the people um, from going back to God, back to the authority that God appointed, um, that he creates these idols and it becomes a sin for them. And then something that can continually affects them. And so we see that we see that we not only um, when we, we don't listen to spiritual authority, look like a fool, or separate ourselves from God's people. But we also drag other people down too. Um, and I I think that um, I think that I'm really thankful um, that this story doesn't end here because this would be a crappy way to end the story, right? It would be a down, okay. But it doesn't end here, okay? Um, something my important is is how do you do it? How do you say that? And we talked about ways that you don't do it and ways that you really screw things up. Um, but how do you do it? Um, and the way the way that we find out is to, to learn how is to learn by looking at the only people in this chapter who submitted. Um, so if you think back to the beginning of the story, there was one tribe that remained faithful to King Israel and the King of Israel. And that was the tribe of Judah. Right? And what's really, really cool about the tribe of Judah is that Jesus was born from the tribe of Judah. And as we talked about at the beginning, there was creation, there was the Old Testament, from the New Testament, it's about Jesus and the coming of, of, of him. Um, and, and who Jesus was, um, was God in the flesh. God stepped down from his throne and came to us in the form of Jesus Christ. He, he lived a perfect life. He was without law. Um, he, he, he never stumbled. Went through all the exact same things and demonstrated what it looked like to go submit to earthly authority as well as God's perfect authority. He showed us humility um, in doing this. And actually lived the perfect life here on earth. He would submit himself as a captive to common sinful authority and be nailed to a cross, fully submitting himself to God's will and God's plan, so that we could be forgiven for the sins that we committed against God. For so that we could once again have a way to return to God and return to um, return to him and put him on the throne. Jesus' life and death would both give us the example of how we should live while also creating a way for us once again to be united with God and His perfect authority. And because of His sacrifice, um, we are able to make God Lord of our lives and put Him in His rightful place. But we also have the example of Jesus' life and how we humbly submit to the people that God has put in the
So you might need a place where you are, you have submitted to God's authority, you have put God on the throne of your life, um, but you're struggling to listen to your spiritual authorities because of pride. You think you know what's best. Or you've been hurt by someone in a position of spiritual authority and has made it hard to trust people through the attack or if you think that your heart is hard towards the instruction because they're telling you what you need to hear versus what you want to hear. For me, the struggle was accepting that I needed help and instruction. Um, I was, I was and still am, the prideful one that can say the best. Um, I grew up believing that asking for help showed vulnerability and weakness. I strive to be independent and successful without anyone's help. And believe the lie that anyone who tries to correct me or stop me, stop me obviously didn't have my best to stop hurt. This developed my heart so much pride. Um, and I never associated that pride with not being godly from, but just having problems with her authority. But the breaking point for me was realizing that not just being the people who were in my life. In place of authority was ultimately not trusting God's perfect authority because he was the one that put them there. So if you're here and you've made the choice to make Christ your ultimate authority, then how does your submission to others reflect that? What pride or fear or anger do you need to put down in order to make it reflect that? You also might be hearing, you might be in a different place. You might be, you might be trying to figure out what it looks like to even make God the ultimate authority, to follow him, to be obedient to him. And when you're wrestling with that commitment, um, submitting to anyone else in authority will never be easy until you experience the freedom and peace that comes from submission to the most important authority. So if this is you, and this is something that you're wrestling with, I would love to talk with you more about that. Talk with you about my struggles in wrestling with those things, uh, but also um, just to help you with the process through where you're at. So come find me afterwards, I'd love to talk with you. Or on the connection part of the Facebook, if you'd like to know more about how to do it, feel free to check that. And all the information is Somebody would love to meet up with you um, and answer your questions. Um, so my hope um, in, in hanging out with y'all tonight um, and talking through these things that I struggled with um, is that you can experience the freedom of submitting to God's authority and seeing that that submission to spiritual authority is something that is intended for you. Thank you for listening to the Tarleton BSM podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe. To keep up with everything Tarleton BSM, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tarleton BSM. See you next time.